Mothers, who, who got breakfast in bed this morning? Yeah, one. <laughs> you shouldn't have got breakfast in bed. Yeah, yeah. Who wanted to? No, I won't go there. I won't go there. Very good. Well, it's good to have you in the house of God. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little excited about sharing the Word of God with you this morning before we go to have a high tea together and we can talk seriously about my T-shirt on my shirt. Um, and Jim, do you like my shirt, Jim? Uh, <laughs> Jim, I wouldn't use the word gorgeous, please. Jim, thank you. you. Call a blouse gorgeous. This is black with a few flowers on it. I remind you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's pray. Oh, Jesus. Pray for me, church. Father, we thank you this morning for our church. And Lord, we thank you for having fun and that we can have fun in the house of God because, Lord, your spirit is with us and, and helping us through life. And, and Father, we just invite you and I invite you in to help me preach this morning. And Lord, I pray that your word would drive deep into our hearts. And Lord, I pray that the mums would feel more than encouraged this morning, but they would feel blessed and strengthened. Lord, because we still need them to be our mums, Lord God. Lord, because there's such a great value and great worth in that role. Lord, we honor them this morning, and we thank you that your spirit is helping them and blessing them and empowering them this morning. Lord, I release forgiveness to Taylor Marchant and Jim now. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to have you out this morning, and uh, Jim, I do forgive you. I want to talk about... I want to talk about the value of mums this morning, and I, I think, you know, as I as I looked into this myself this week, I started to realize that I can learn a lot um, from this whole subject and from the role of mothering, and um, so I want to move on from that statement real quick because things are getting awkward when you say something like that in a floral shirt. I, I want to talk this morning about the value of mums. Um, and I want to—I really pray that mums, you, you're blessed this morning through the Word of God, because um, I remember saying to my mum years ago, just sitting in the lounge after I'd gotten married, gone home to steal stuff out of the pantry and and washing powder out of the washroom. Come on, somebody—is anybody with me? I was I, <laughs> so, and and I didn't get this shirt for my mum. I, I um. <laughs> I actually went home and steal some stuff out of the pantry as you do, but I remember saying to mum, I, I, I'm, I'm married now and I, I love my wife, but I, I still I still need a mum and dad in my life. You know, I, I just really enjoy the fact that you're there. And, and mum, I, I, I remember just valuing her because mums play a special part. No matter how old you get, you still like your mum. You still love having your mum around. And so I found this... Um, quote by um, a guy called um, Stanley Jones, it's E. Stanley Jones. He says, men like to think that they run the world. They don't. That's where I stopped reading the quote. Mothers do. Mothers are the molders and makers of each day. We remember the ways that mother helped us prepare for the new day, counseling, advising, and shaping our attitudes each morning. We instantly recognize the truth of these words spoken by another wise wife and mother. And she said this, the, the wife and mother usually hoist the sails of the family ship every day. We determine whether those sails shall catch the breezes of God's love and understanding or the winds of bickering and discord. That same woman adds, when a man succeeds, he does so by climbing a ladder steadied by a woman who believes in him. Isn't that so true? 
Praise God for the three of us who believe that. Isn't that so true? Hallelujah. Well, I want to talk to you this morning about a, a two mums in the Bible, a grandmother and a mother. I want to talk to you about them this morning, and we're going to learn something from them. There's this guy, first of all, there's this guy, the Apostle Paul. If you don't know your Bible too well, that's all right, because I want to tell you that he was, uh, it's all right for now, but it's a good idea to get to know your Bible. Um, this guy, Paul, is... Um, He's a great man of God. In fact, the early church really advanced significantly through God using his life. And he was a great leader in the church. He led, he was a pastor of pastors. He led pastors, he led churches, and he, and he wrote to them. And the, a few books in the Bible that we read and get lots of inspiration from, he actually wrote. And, and I want to talk a little bit about somebody he admired. And it's a young man named Timothy. See, this Apostle Paul admires, um, he endorses, he coaches a young man um, whose faith was inspiring to this great man, the Apostle Paul. We see that um, Paul was happy to have Timothy be a successor in a few churches. In fact, that he, he placed um, Timothy in churches. And when he wrote to churches, we, we actually find that um, Timothy was attributed as a co, co-writer in some of the letters to these churches. And so Paul was, was happy to bring this Timothy real close because he admired him so, so much. He, he spoke highly um, about Timothy to uh, to the, in the letter to the Philippian church that he wrote. And, and so confident was Paul in this Timothy's faith that he, that he went as far as to say that and called Timothy his son in the faith. He, he really admired this young man. It was, a, it was a young, strapping young pastor, a lot like myself here this morning. He was confident in wearing a, a, a shirt of flowers and and so Paul, Paul writes about and speaks about and, and really admires this man, Timothy's faith. But, I wanted, but, but at one point in Paul's writings, he points past Timothy to Timothy's mother and his grandmother and attributes um, Timothy's success and faithfulness and love for Christ and love for the church. He points and he attributes those to Timothy's mother and his grandmother. And I want to talk about that this morning. If you've got a Bible, why don't you turn in, um, to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, and we'll talk about Timothy's mother. We'll find out who she is and who his grandmother is. Stick with me. So 2 Timothy, chapter 1, and verse 1. If somebody got that this morning, say good amen. Fantastic. And this is, what, this is how it reads. We'll read down to verse 5. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the, by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. Now, Paul was not Timothy's father. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. In verse 3, he says this, Timothy, I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did, night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears when we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. So he really valued this, Timothy. I remembered your genuine faith, for you share the faith that was first that 
first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. For, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know the same faith continues strong in you. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Why don't you go to 2, Tim- 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. And we'll read a little more about this Timothy and the faith that was passed down through his grandmother and mother. Verse 12 says, Yes, and everyone who wants to live a, a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. For the shirts, they, no, no, wrong passage of Scripture. But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must, he, Paul's writing to Timothy here, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. Who, who taught him? His mother and his grandmother, you must be very faithful to the things you've been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. From childhood, these women invested into his life. And they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scriptures inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. So these women, just for a second, were involved in this massive ministry of teaching young Timothy, not sure what the future held for him, but certain what they were putting into his life would prepare him well for the future. Powerful. Incredible. And so um, Paul, in his writings to Timothy, points past him and says, hey, you've been raised well. You could trust those who poured into your life. They, they taught you what was good and what would help you find salvation and wisdom in this world. Incredible ministry that grandmothers, mothers can have in the lives of the next generation. Are you hearing me, church? So good. And verse 17 says, God uses it. So this word of God that they've been teaching you, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So what was happening in the home of Timothy, Lois, and Eunice? What was happening? God was using that ministry to prepare Timothy for every good work. And I pray, mums, grandmothers, I I was learning from this, and I thought my home has got to be a place where we're preparing the next generation for every good work. So we're determining at a young age that they will find wisdom in life, that we're determining from a young age that they will find salvation in life because we're putting the seeds of faith in from a young age. Is somebody hearing me today? See, because the Word of God, we, we see in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that the Word of God prepares us. It prepares us. And so we've got to trust in and rely on the Word of God as we're raising the next generation. See, Paul reminds Timothy that it was the Holy Scriptures from his infancy that was responsible for his training in righteousness. And so I, I want to encourage you today. You know, I, I look at the ministry that Hannah has in our home. 
It's a ministry to young Roman and young Taylor, our kids. And every time she sings a song that's, that's biblical or, or God-focused or on the attributes of God or the Holy Spirit or the fruits of the Holy Spirit, every time she sings songs along those lines, in tune, might I add, like a, like a, like a dove cooing prettily in, our, in Taylor's bedroom. It's prettily a word, yes. It's like, coo, 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 coo. Every time she does church, Every time she reads the Bible, the kids' Bible to them, or, or shares scripture to them, as she's ministering, I, I can sit confidently knowing that she's implanting seeds of faith for them to find wisdom and salvation one day. You know, I've never worried about this world and the schooling system and, and, and social activities as much as I do now that I have a daughter and a son. I just thought, actually, the world's not that bad until Taylor was born. And the very second after that, Phil, I thought the world is not a good place. We must keep you in this hospital. And we must bring pastors, many of them, and security guards and rifles around her life. And so, church, I'm telling you today, um, as much as there's this propensity inside of me to to have a concern about her life and, and Roman's life into the future, I've really got to trust in the ministry of the Word of God into her life, just as these women did into Timothy's life, so that one day as he's being used by God mightily in advancing the kingdom and great men looking at him and saying, I'm longing to be with you. It pains me to be apart from you. Great men of God looking on and relying on Timothy in the ministry of life. As, as that happens, they look past Timothy, and, and Paul is thankful to the ministry that happened in his infancy. And so, friend, I want to encourage you today. Come on, this is a valuable ministry. Mums, grandmothers, come on, your, your work, I'll say our work, but your work, please, we're not the same. Your work cannot finish until you go to be with Jesus Christ. You know, the Scripture is God's powerful tool to influence children's lives for good when parents, grandparents are doing the teaching. Come on, that, that God, is, God has purposed your life to teach the next generation, to minister into them. Amen? Amen, church. I think this is a, this is a good encouragement. I want to remind you, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and it says, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. See, the Word of God is used for training. And the Bible says, train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he shall not depart from it. Friend, how do you train a child in the way they should go? You share scripture with them. I want to give you five points in a moment on how we can best train the next generation up. But I want to encourage you to rely on and have faith in the Word of God. Because in the, in the end, that's all we can really have faith in is God and His Word and His promises. Amen? I can't trust much everything else that, that the, our young people will go through that you and I will go through. But the seed of faith inside our hearts, we've really got to put a hope in God's Word. Amen? That's, in our, that's planted in our hearts. Because God uses it in, our, in training for righteousness. 
So mothers, grandmothers, it's your day today where we're loving and honoring you. And, and so I want to I remind you today, when you impart faith, be plain in your use of the Scriptures. Come on, have Scriptures yourself. Scriptures that you know, one, two, a lot. Have Scriptures that you know that, that, that encourage you, that help you articulate why you have a faith in God. Come on, use it to train up the next generation. You know, one thing I've come to um, learn about the Word of God. So, so God's called me to, to have this ministry of, of preaching and teaching the Word of God. One thing I've come to realize very quickly in, in this role is that my wisdom, I, I think it's pretty cute. It's pretty cool. But I, but I quickly realize that the Word of God has, has, has transformative power in it. I've realized that the Word of God has transformative power in it. It shapes hearts. It, it, it grows hearts. It blesses people. It sustains and brings life. In fact, the Word of God says it refreshes the soul or revives the soul. And so I want to inspire you and encourage you today. Know the Word of God. Value it in your home and in your speech, in your relationships, in your conversation. Value the Word of God. Amen? Is there a good amen in the house of God? Hallelujah. So I want to give you five practical ways this morning, mums, grandmums, and how you can um, minister the Word of God or, or, or train up a child in the way they should go. Five very practical ways this morning. And I pray that this is helpful to you. I just want to remind you that you can go onto our website and download all the sermons that are preached in Generations Church um, a few days after um, Sunday. And so this, these notes can be up there for you as well. So here's the first point I have for you today. Five ways, and here's the first point. When with kids, tell them, in great detail, why you have put your trust in God and His Son, Jesus Christ. I, 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 would, I would love, I want to inspire you and encourage you to tell your kids in great detail why you have put your trust in God and His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, one thing I've, I've learned about mums and, and parents is now that I'm, I'm a parent, I... I hear myself saying things. I hear, I, I see Han and I valuing certain things in life or, or doing things a certain way. I think, man, I got that from mum. I got that from dad. And, and so don't underestimate what you tell the next generation because they will draw on it in later life. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I respond some ways and I think, I got that from mum. I buy some clothes, and I think mum would have bought that T-shirt. Amen. Don't laugh at me, Annette. I see you back there. All right? So here's a second point. So come on, don't underestimate what you tell the next generation. Tell them why you have faith in God. The second point is just tell them why it is important for them to have a right relationship with the Lord. Tell them why it is important for them to have a right relationship with the Lord. Come on, use Scripture in your expl explanation. Use your testimony. Use Scripture. But tell them why it's right for them to have a relationship with the Lord. Is this helpful for anybody here today? 
Number three, tell them the expectations you have of them. Tell them the expectations you have of them. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14, um, um, Paul says to him, but, but you, you must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. Tell them, hey, I, 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 I want you to be faithful to the things I'm showing you in, in life and, and through the Word of God. Kids want that. I want that. I, I'm, I'm a kid. I qualify. I have a mum. Number four, tell them the, the passage of Scripture that has been most meaningful for your life. And tell them why. Share Scripture with them. Tell, tell them why you, why you believe that. Tell them why that Scripture has been valuable to you. Share Scripture. So when they come across that Scripture in life or, the, or, or a particular situation in life, they may, if they don't have their own Scripture in that time, they may draw on your Scripture. I think this is very helpful. Share the Scriptures and why they're valuable to you. And number five, I hope I'm not going too fast for you, but number five, show them how your values morally, physically, financially, relationally, etc., how they're biblical. Show them how what you value, show them how it's found in the Word of God. Show them why you treat people how you treat people. Show them why you deal with your finances that way. Show them from the Word of God. Show them why you, you, you value a Sunday in church. Show them why. Show them why you, you, you value a, a prayer before a meal. Because you're thankful to God who provides, who gives us every good thing in life. Show them why you value what you value from Scripture. Amen, church? Those five things helpful to you. I pray that we'll have communication with kids based on Scripture and we'll show them. And the Bible says, train a child. And we see from the book of Timothy that the Scripture helps us train a child. Because someone like me, I look at our kids and I think, oh boy, I'm glad I've got Hannah on board. Anybody else thankful that Hannah's on board? Yeah, hey, hey, hey I see those hands. Stop it. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm grateful we've got Hannah on board. She thinks, man, we've got to get this book. And, and we see, I see books being delivered by the courier, and we open it. Why God Gave Us You was the last one I saw. And I think, oh, gee, I, I would have thought of that sooner or later. And, and then she shares Scripture, and she helps Taylor understand our journey and why we value what we value. And I want to encourage you mums. Come on, keep, keep on this journey. Grandmums, keep on the journey because it's, it matters, and it's going to bear fruit. And we'll be thankful one day that you imparted these scriptures and you showed us the value of the Word of God. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things I remind myself regularly is this. If you're not generationally minded, what you do ends with you. If you're not generationally minded, what you do ends with you. So if you love God, and if you love church, and if you love what God's doing in your life, don't let it end with you. Come on, let's see another generation come through stronger, more equipped, better trained to live the life that you lived with Jesus Christ.
Come on, if we're generationally minded, if we're thinking about the, the future, the next 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years and beyond of the next generation, then we're going to think about what we're passing on that will remain and keep them in good stead. Is somebody hearing me this morning? I'm telling you, church, if we're, genera- if we're not generationally minded, what we do ends with us. And so I pray that we've got a hand, one hand on, on the current and, and the reality around us and in our, in our hand looking through to the future, thinking what's the next 30, 40 years hold? Come on, we don't know for certain, but what we know is that the Word of God endures. Amen? Everything else withers and fades away, but the Word of God stands, it equips, it trains, and it strengthens, and it revives the soul. Come on, let's use the Word of God and trust in it. So I want to inspire us as a church. Be generational-minded. Men, think about the next 40, 50 years and how you can play a part even long after you've gone to be with Jesus Christ. And so I want to inspire you, mums, today on Mother's Day. Bless you. We, we love what you do in our lives. We have you here today and, um, and, and because we love you. And we, we've put on today because we want to honor the work that you do. And I want to inspire you today. In my role as a pastor, I want to inspire you today. Trust in God. Trust in His Word. Amen? Trust in God. Equip yourself with the Word of God in this life. Proverbs chapter 3. As I bring this message to a close, Matt, why don't you come? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on, mums, I'm talking to you today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I think that's a great scripture for mothers today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Psalms chapter 19 and verse 7. Psalms 19 and verse 7. As I bring this to a close now. Last scripture. The law of the Lord is perfect. Refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. Making wise the simple.